0: Hey, gang, welcome to Four Pillar Fitness Podcast and videocast today. Um, I'm really excited today because I'm with um, a guy I consider a friend, even though we've never met until (laughs) today, Jeremy Belter, and he is from the great state of Wisconsin, outside of Milwaukee, um, and he's been in the fitness business for a while. He's got a lot going on. He's got some really cool stuff happening. Uh, Just wrote a piece of a book and some other things, but I'm going to let him him talk about that, Um, and just before we get into things, just remember, um, registration for EFPS is still open. The link is on my website. Look at my smile and mug. Click there. Get in there. You can come see me talk. You can heckle me. We'll have some fun. Um, with all that out of the way, Jeremy Belter, man, it's, it's great to finally like, meet you? Video meet you? video meet I don't yeah, know where it is. Yeah, video meet you. Um, we've communicated quite a bit on Facebook, and I respect what you're doing. Um, tell my listeners who you are, what you're doing, what you're all about, man.
1: Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I'll start off by saying I, I'll, I'll try not to bore you and, and take too much time and, and whatever you think is, is pertinent if you if you need to ask different questions. But I'll start off. I'm from Minnesota originally. Uh, I grew up in rural Minnesota, outside of Winona, Minnesota. And there's actually two people on here that uh, are, are from that area as well. So uh, if you're watching, uh, Jeremy and Dave, uh, hello um, so grew up in Winona. Uh, I was fortunate enough, I think, and I think God really led me to this is I went to a private grade school, <laughs> a private high school, and a private college, and I still have friends from the grade school, high school, and college, so uh, I think I, i'm very fortunate to be able to do that. I really think God kind of led me through through that and it really helped me get through. Uh, maybe some of the, I mean, we've all had troubles as as children. It got me through the troubled times uh, as a child, and, and, and so did sports. So sports were a big part of my life growing up. Uh, I really had that drive to, to be good. Uh, my father probably installed that in me, maybe not for all the right reasons, but uh, uh, so I excelled in sports, um, was one of the best uh, three-point shooters of all time in my high school career, uh, our high school senior year team was 21-1, and 1, so uh, and I don't want to bore you with all the past things, uh, but then that led me to deciding between colleges. I wanted to go to college where I knew I would at least get a chance to play. Uh, we have some of the best Division III basketball in the USA, actually, mm-hmm. and I looked at several different schools, and I knew that Wisconsin Lutheran College is where I ended up. And I'm so glad I did because, uh, the coach that I had was a great Christian mentor. So, and you're probably, well, what, what does this all have to do? Well, this has to do with this all led me to not wanting to get out of fitness and health and coaching. See, I thought Phil, that I was going to be a division one basketball coach a long time <laughs> ago. Uh, I actually, uh, was almost a triple major and I just had to finish up my student teaching and I didn't go, go into that. I jumped a little, rid- a little bit of, uh, I jumped around a little bit after college, after graduating, and I really felt a passion and a a calling, if you will, to come back to fitness and athletics. So that's kind of where it led to. And then it's all been downhill or uphill. I don't know what, what's the right way of saying it, but uh, after finding uh, my passion, I had gotten out of shape myself, uh, and I, and I just had my life wasn't good at that time. Uh, Probably drinking too much, didn't have a significant other, now married, two kids. Uh, So made a lot of changes uh, with my health. And and now I believe in, and let's talk about the four pillars. And if you can specifically go through one at a time with me, asking me each one, that would be very helpful. Um, So segue into that.
0: Yeah. So, so your, your story is um, very similar to a lot of people in our, in our position, right? So we, we started out playing sports, loving sports, right? And having this desire to be competitive and desire to you really to, to achieve the ideal, right? To have really great things happen. And that, and that drove us into other activities and other areas of our life that, that were related to that, right? And, I, and I've looked, and, you know, from my perspective and what I do in, with Four Pillar Fitness here and, and in my own practice, I never want just the physical to be all my clients have to fall back on, right? I mean, it's important. I want them to be strong. I want them to be fit, I want them to be happy and healthy that way um, but I you know it's it's important to me that my clients understand that there are three other areas of life that affect them right um, especially when it comes to fitness emotional uh, mental, and spiritual and a lot of times, people don't want to think about those other three things because they're messy, right? They're they're not they're not neat like like your workout program. Three sets of this, three sets of that, three sets of this, three sets of that. Go run a mile, you're good to go, right? It's like that's that's how people view fitness. Now we all know that the physical side isn't that simple, right?
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, research comes out every day. I get I get four or five emails a day with just lists of studies that are, that have come out, and I and I look at them, and these are just you know physical stuff. It's a, you know uh, hamstrings and you know, all, you know, all the basic stuff. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm looking at them like how much research can you do on external rotation of the shoulder? Like it just, but they're, but they're doing it right. Cause they're finding something new every day. So that is, it is involved. It's not as simple as people think of it is, but that's what we're comfortable with as coaches, especially, right. We love the physical.
1: Mm-hmm. It,
0: it's probably less than 25% of the equation. It's probably more than 50% of what we spend our time on mm-hmm. and 75% of our clients' expectations. Right. And, I, and I'm, and I'm throwing some numbers loosely. We got, I don't, I don't have exact measures obviously, but you know, in, in a way of thinking, it's like, okay, we take the smallest piece of the equation and make it the big centerpiece. Right. But those other three things, man, if you're emotionally wrecked, what, you know, how, how physically capable are you going to be? Right. And, and if you're mentally just kind of flat, well, how can you plan a fitness program that's going to stick? That's going to make sense. How can you, nail down progressions whether you're a coach or, or an enthusiast right and spiritually speaking man if you if you're just spiritually void right and 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 we know look i've i've been there i chased i chased jesus for a long time intellectually right and, and it, i really didn't get to come there until i said okay i give up and now he the, the great part about it is that we could talk about this in length um He didn't ask me to give up my intellectual pursuits. He didn't ask me to stop asking questions. He just reminded me that he's the answer in the end, right? And and for me, and as a Christian, and and this is where I feel that people who are not Christians, if, if, if you're listening, listen, guys, if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, please understand, this is not me evangelizing or proselytizing. This is me sharing my journey. And I'm going to ask Jeremy to do the same thing in a second. It's important for, if you're Jewish or Muslim or Hindu or atheist, for you to understand that there's one thing that's absolutely true. Everybody believes in something. Okay. It is impossible to believe in nothing because the thought about nothing is a something to have a conscious thought about nothing. You've just created something. Therefore, nothing is impossible to ponder. Okay.
1: Did you take my philosophy course uh, in college?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, actually uh, I I wish I could remember where I heard that. I heard it in college as well. And I went to college before the dinosaurs died. so um, But, it, you know, I think it may have been one of my philosophy professors who said that. And when he said it, I thought, no, nah, I could think about nothing. And eh, No, I can't. <laughs> Don't think about the pink elephant, right? Yeah. You can tell people yeah. that they need to think about the pink elephant in order to not think about it. it it's just incredible to me. But, you know, I wanted, I wanted my clients to understand that those other three areas of their life can have positive or negative ramifications on the physical. You know, if you're in the middle of a six-week transformation and you have a majorly stressful event, you have a car crash. Let's say you, you total your car. you even if you walk away unharmed, you didn't because right. you're carrying every one of those stress markers with you, and it's changing how you move and how you think and how you how your brain you know encircles thoughts and creates emotional responses and all those things impact so many systems. So I want my clients to understand all that, but at a less scientific level. I also wanted them to understand that it's okay to be stressed about money sometimes. It's normal, right? You don't need to be Superman or Superwoman. It's perfectly okay, you know. And now when I talk with coaches, I ask them the same thing: if they're, you know, if they're struggling to get clients, and one of the questions I ask them is, you know, how does it make you feel?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like how do you feel about that? Like you know, because I want to know: are they blaming themselves? Are they blaming the economy? Are they blaming the the town they live in? Or are they do they just not understand how to do it? right? Because I have a hundred resources I can put them in touch with who can help them do what they need to do and, and fill that gap for them, right? So that's, that's kind of my and a, couple, a couple of different examples there, like, you know, clients and coaches, obviously, but those things are all intertwined, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm kind of following you on Facebook and we're chatting on Facebook and, and I'm kind of watching your journey. And I'm going, yeah, you know what? Jeremy would be a great interview for this because I can see, man, I can see it in your post and in your life and the things you talk about and what you're clearly passionate about that right. these things matter to you too. Right. And I don't know that you've ever really thought about it in this equation form, you know, and that's kind of the way I refer to that the four pillars fitness is the equation form of our reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I have
1: thought about it um, pretty in depth, actually, um, and and I'm very logical. Uh, in fact, I've taken uh, you know the the higher level math stuff up to. I thought I was going to be a math major too a long time ago when I first started college, and I got to Calc two and I said, "Whoa, this is too much." <laughs> so uh, very logical, but uh, in the same way, uh, I like how you put it. Uh, I've always had my faith. Uh, I was baptized uh, into not into, but I was baptized as a baby. What do you believe about it or whatever? Um, But I've never really had that, uh, had to chasing. Um, He's always been there, but my faith, my faith and my spiritual life has changed. Obviously Um, I think we grow in all areas of life uh, as long as we have the truth. So um, where should I go from here now? Uh, What,
0: what, what, where were we headed? So talk to me. Yeah. and, And this is, this is kind of the crazy thing, right? So you clearly you have your faith. You have that foundation that's that's really rock solid for you, right? So maybe share maybe share a story with my audience about a time that um, you had an emotional stressor in your life, okay? And how that impacted everything else that was going on for you mentally, spiritually, physically. Like, because that's that's usually a really good place to start because the, the emotions are kind of the source sometimes of a lot of gaps or. Um, shaken foundations and things like that in our other areas of our life. So if you've got a story like that, that'd be a really awesome place to start. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, 14, I have 14,
0: If you have 10, that's fine, too. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I have a lot of stories like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on one because uh, I don't know if all of them are appropriate here. But uh, on one would be, um, you know, when my grandfather died. So I started driving tractor when I was eight or nine years old. And um, um, I probably shouldn't have been driving tractor on county highways in rural Minnesota when I was eight or nine. I could barely make the tractor stop. You know, I, I told people I was 10, 11, but apparently that wasn't, that wasn't true. It was more closer, close to eight or nine uh, when I started driving, somewhere Wait, in that range.
0: For those of us who grew up on the East Coast, that sounds perfectly normal. Okay. <laughs> Based on what we know about the Midwest, man. So don't, even, don't worry about it. I think you're okay.
1: <laughs> um. Long story short, though, my grandfather, I remember specifically one time, um, just a beautiful day, and we're sitting there, and he said, just don't ever die on a tractor, (laughs) something to that effect, and um, so this, you know, I I didn't know this question was coming. This wasn't rehearsed. Uh, The tractor, actually, uh, at one point, uh, they were, it was muddy, and, and at one point, I was not there. This was a different time. So, my point is, going back, we were sitting and, and we were having this conversation. I was just a young kid. He's like, "Just be very careful on the tractor. Never get hit, hurt, never get injured." And I said, "Okay, grandpa." And then he ended up dying on a tractor. So, wow. Well, yeah, the tractor flipped on top of him. So um, that was a very emotional, spiritual, and what got me through it is um, obviously God. And he can still, I'm still emotional. That was many, many years ago. Um, I thought he left too early, but um, that was um, God's decision. So um, when you have that faith, that can get you through anything. So, so uh,
0: talk to me about what you went through. How old were you when you passed away?
1: Um, I would have been uh, 80. i I've been between 10. 12 years old, I think. 12 years old.
0: So you were young, you were young, a young boy at that yeah. time. You weren't, you weren't, you know, clearly didn't have. Yeah, seventh like, grade,
1: going into seventh grade. So 12, 13.
0: Yeah. Right. So as you get a little bit older, I know, you know, at, at 56, I have a different perspective on death and dying than I did when I was 12 or 13. Yes, I
1: have a different perspective as well. Yeah.
0: Right. So when you were a kid, what what kind of stuff was going through your mind, you know, just speaking from a mental perspective, having heard what he, what, you know, what his advice to you was, and then having this thing happen um, this way, what, what kind of stuff went through your mind as a kid that, that had to be some crazy times?
1: Uh, yeah, and the church has never been uh, so filled since that. This just this little rural church. Um, so I just want to honor him and, and how he was a, a man of faith. Uh, we all have our issues, um, but uh, he was a man of faith. And, uh, you know, uh, that was a, a sad thing. So what was going through my mind was, number one, God, why did you allow this to happen? Okay. Uh, you're sovereign, anything you can do anything. why did you allow this to happen um and and the ultimate answer is you 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 don't know what was going through my mind was though on top of that was why why did this happen happen to me? You know I mean why did this happen happen to my grandfather? Why did this happen to happen at such an early age, and all the questions that come up when a tragedy strikes and the one thing that did happen though is everybody banded together as a family and that that you know that's a great thing and i think that that's what we should be with our clients is one great big family what no matter what your faith is uh because i'm actually very reluctant to talk about my faith unless it's brought up to me mm-hmm. um and the reason for that is i don't want to my job is not to preach even though i i believe I know the truth. My job is not to preach. It's to teach, educate, and to get people as fit as they possibly can. Um, But on the other hand, I do like to weave in. You know, motivation is only so much. This 12-week program is not going to keep you going for the rest of your life. And the reason that I work out is because I believe we are meant to be as healthy, as fit as we are possible. I believe that God commands that. Um, And that can be different for different people, but we have to at least try for that. So that's one thing. Uh, It's maybe a little bit easier for me because of the sports background, but I I do think that everybody should do their absolute best in terms of health and wellness and fitness and all areas for that matter, because I think that we're all given talents and abilities that should be maximized. And that's part of my my vision and mission is to maximize uh, people's God-given abilities and talents.
0: I think you hit on something really interesting, right? so there there really isn't a single, and I, and as a as a former chaser of Jesus and, and suppose a follower at this point, um, I asked a lot of questions and i and I read a lot. like i've I've read probably just about every other major religious text,
1: um, oh, okay, from the
0: Talmud to the Quran to you know eastern religions and and they're all they're all fascinating and they're all. They all have lessons, right? There's all valuable stuff there. The thing they're missing is, is the one son of God, right? So uh, ironically, um, <laughs> the one th- what's interesting to me is there are commonalities, right? So if you, if you read Buddha's writings and you read Hindu writings and you read the Talmud and, or the Torah and you read the Quran, they all talk about things like physical fitness, being healthy, that the body is a temple. Mm-hmm. Um, they all talk about taking care of your money. Right mm-hmm. They all talk about leveraging your talent right doing doing what God put you here to do um even even the, those those religions and those spiritual practices, if you will, that don't really have a centralized deity, they still say you have a responsibility to the universe and to each other and to, and it's very interesting to me that there's so many commonalities and yet we tend to focus mm-hmm. on the differences when this subject comes up and and I feel like Dave and again, to go back to, to conversation with Dave Jack. If you had if you had one conversation with Dave Jack, you would know you know the man is as deep as the ocean, um, and and very wide and very wide at the same time. So we were having a conversation about Activate, really about the organization, and what we what we said was that you know it's okay for us to express our Christianity as part of our mission because we're not doing this on people; we're doing this for them. Our Christianity moves us to do things a certain way and that's beneficial to people no matter what your religious background is Hmm. so it doesn't matter if i'm i'm christian and the person i'm working with is jewish if i express my christianity through my actions right i'm not i'm not evangelizing to that person right but i am reflecting back on, on what i've learned as a follower okay is the right way of being and that will benefit them and in reality that's me Preaching the gospel to them without words. Right. Right. And and that's I think that's perfectly okay. This this is a great conversation, by the way, because I don't I don't get to talk this deeply about spiritual fitness except with DJ practically. <laughs> uh, seems like anyway. But it's I think and I think I'd love to get your thoughts on that idea. But I think that's one of the things that we as Christians can remember that it's okay for us to be who we are and live who we are, and that will speak volumes about who we follow. Right. And who and who our God is. So I think give me your thoughts on that, because I think I think you probably have some deep thoughts on that one, too.
1: Yes, I do. Uh, So I really struggled with that. I'm like, well, do I need a do I should I be and there are uh, um, I think studios or or there's there's um, franchises or licensing out there about being a specific Christian based uh, and only work with Christians. And, um, I brought this up to somebody and I'm, the name's going to slip me. I've met a lot of fitness people and, uh, wellness and and entrepreneurs throughout the, all the years. And he said, I like to take the Christian philosophy. He was Christian himself. He went to a Catholic, uh, college. Um, and he said, I like to take the Christian philosophy that we help whoever wants help. And, uh, you know, if you think to, uh, I'm going to say it, if you think to Jesus, and if you believe he was real, He one of his best qualities was humility and helping those that wanted help, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way of putting it. So uh, that's who I want to help, is those that want help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And, and- those that don't. So that's the, that's the way that I look at that in terms of uh, my Christian faith. And and I'm like you too. Uh, I, I don't necessarily... I think by our actions, you will know what your faith is. So our actions is to maximize our potential. And, I, you know, we, nobody's perfect, but we work at this every day.
0: I think, and again, I think you just hit on, on something else, right? So there's, there's a concept or there's a um, kind of a, almost an assumption. I grew up Catholic. So there's an assumption among Catholics that, you know, you're born with sin on your soul therefore you are lifelong imperfect. Well, duh. I mean, I know that already. I know I'm yeah, imperfect, right? That's, that's uh, common
1: knowledge, right? Yeah. For, for Christians, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and Catholics especially, because they're awesome at the guilt thing, right? We're, we're, we're really good. I, I always joke and say I'm a recovering Catholic who's now a Christian, right? So yep. um, I, I, there's no 12-step program. They just pulled the plug all at once. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but what, I, what I realized was every single Sunday, we would sit in in church and I'd hear the priest say the same basic thing. You're a sinner. Give us your money. Um, and I thought to myself, how do those two things make me a better Catholic or a better Christian? Hmm. You know, Aren't there things that I should be thinking about? And, and I realized that, and this kind of helps us in the fitness business too, right? Perfection is the standard and we all fall short. Yep. And this is something that I say to all of my clients, whether they're a Christian or not, you know, if they make a mistake or they're not getting where they want to go or their progressions aren't happening the way they think they should, I'll look at them and say, I just want you to understand something. Perfection is a standard, is the standard. We all fall short. Okay. I'm imperfect, which is probably why I'm the perfect coach for you. Oh, because I like that. If, if I was perfect, you'd hate me. Yep. And you wouldn't you wouldn't respect me. And I and I, and I probably wouldn't want to talk to you. Okay. But because I'm imperfect, I understand imperfection. I may not understand your, your particular imperfection right now. Right. But because I'm conceptually tuned into it, I can learn, I can get it. Right. And I, and I think that's so, so important for us to remember, not only as Christians, but as people. Right. And I'm, and I'm, a, and Jeremy, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, a little transparency here for people who don't know me who are listening to this show. I am probably the least patient human being that, you know, I have like, I'm, I'm negative on patience, man. I, I overdrew that bank account a long time. Right? And, and my wife reminds me all the time. She's, you know, Jesus was patient, you know. Like, well, good for him. <laughs> that's, but, you know, I try. But I'm learning. So I'm learning. And that's, and that's one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm, imper- I'm imperfect on. Right? Yep. Patient, Perfect patience is the standard. I ain't got it, man. Right. So I understand that. You know what I mean? So that's a really good thought, and, I, and I'm really glad you brought that up. And I'd love – if you have further thoughts on that concept, I'd love to hear them.
1: There's one other thing that uh, – not exactly on this concept, but on what we're talking about. One thing that I really had to um, – I want to help the world, and I realize I need to help myself first. But one thing that made me made me realize this is um, I had to say this. I was in a program recently that really helped me with this and you know, trying to better myself. And I had to say, I am not a savior, I'm a leader. I think that's very important for any of us here. Uh, Whether or not you're Christian, but especially for my background, especially, I always wanted to, I always wanted to, and I I have fixed things in the past, Um, probably goes way back. But fixing things is not what we're sent to do. We're sent to lead others, and we're sent to lead. We're not sent to be a savior. For me, that was really profound and really a breakthrough for me. I am not a savior. I'm a leader. So I want to help, but I'm only going to help by leading and nothing more because I'm so, not a savior.
0: So ex- expand on that a little bit. In terms of leadership around, um, say, your fitness, your fitness practice, right? What does that mean for you?
1: Leadership in my fitness practice? Yeah. Okay, so it means, number one, that I can be a 40-year-old male, have uh, several things going on in business, working a lot of hours, uh, have a good – good be as good as I can be in my marriage, uh, be a leader in the community, and still be – uh, probably in the top, and I'm not saying this to brag by any means, but probably in the top five percent of the population in fitness for my age. Uh, that's what that means to me. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not an easy thing to do for any of you out there. I think people automatically think that aren't in our business that it's easy for us. Yeah. We're automatically going to be fit and healthy. Well, no. Putting on a vest takes work. Doing pull-ups with that vest takes work just like anybody else. In fact, in my book, I talk about this, and this wasn't for me to, to, to be selling my book or anything, but I talk about this, that it can actually be harder for fitness people because when we're at our gym or our studio all the time, we're constantly coaching others. We don't want to be doing more. And then I'm also uh, on the physical side, I'm not a fan of working out with clients unless they pay me. And the reason is that is because, and that's just me, you can choose not to or choose to, because our job is to watch them work out, and uh, our, our job is to coach them how to work out better like a sport. And most most people, when they're coaching a sport, do not play that sport with the people. Um, also, because uh, as we get older, it's, uh, we can't keep up with some <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, my friend. I'm, six, I'm 16 years ahead of you on that curve. Um, yeah.
1: So has this all been helpful? I hope, I hope I'm adding yeah. value and this
0: enlightening. Is, this is a great conversation. I, I, I love the fact that you brought that up because I posted something a while back on, on social media um, where I asked the question. I said, coaches, are you too busy working out next to your clients to coach them, to properly coach their exercise form? Yep. And I got a, I got a lot of blowback. I was really surprised. People that I really respect, I love and respect. Very smart guys, good business people all saying yeah you know, i encourage my coaches to work out with our clients and i thought to myself well is that when they're running the session because if you're running a group training session and you and you're not watching people i mean your head's got to be on a swivel anyway right and you're busy working out what kind of stuff are you not allowing Are you are you allowing to happen like what when does when does better is better really matter like when does that become you know the important thing so i'm really glad you brought that up and and i and again, I understand that people have different perspectives on this stuff, and I respect that. I really do right. um, if you have two or three coaches coaching a session and one of them jumps in with the clients just to kind of give them a little bit of a, of a push or whatever, yeah, I get that. I get that. but if you're there by yourself and you're not doing like you said, you're not coaching them right They pay us to coach them yep you know what i mean they, they don't pay us to sweat next to them well, yep. maybe sometimes they do, but but that's that's a different story and that's a service that you're providing. I did see that you, that you do that in, on your uh on your website um that that's a cool thing and if people want to do that that's great right um kind of hang with the coach i don't, I don't know if, if you know uh, tyler english up in up mm-hmm. in, New- in connecticut I, I, I do tyler used to do that and okay, uh, people paid listen people paid tyler a whole bunch of money to do that okay interesting. um but i guess when you were a former bodybuilder and you know yes. physique challenger and that sort of thing it's a little yep. different story i don't think anybody wants to work pay me to work out next to my fudgy butt Um, and hear me groan and complain about my back, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that, um, which, which, you know, kind of leads us to a, to another conversation about, about us as coaches. Right. Um, you hit on something really important. Mike Robertson once said, we are the last people in our business to get a workout because everybody in our business has to come before us. Right.
1: Speaking about wise people, I I don't know his faith, but I, I know he's very wise in our industry.
0: Yeah. Very sharp guy. I like Mike a lot. Um, he cringes every time I show up at one of his talks because I'm usually the guy with the hand up first in the back of the room. <laughs> I think the last time I put my hand up, he literally rolled his eyes and went, "Okay, Phil." <laughs> and just, I just looked at him and said, "I just want to tell you, you're great." <laughs> that was all, that's all I want to do.
1: Oh, that's just, awesome.
0: Just pull it off on him, one you know, Just one time, just are Great, man. That's it. Good job. Uh, but he is—he is very sharp, and he, and he's very wise. You're right. He's very wise, um, and he's—you know—I think he's—he's. He's, uh, and we don't always talk about this kind of stuff, but he's, he's a very empathetic human being. Um, I, I watched him have conversations with people who were struggling with stuff. And, and you know, it's really easy when you're the presenter and, and, I, and I've been in this position when you're the presenter and you're the one giving everybody the information and they don't get it. There is there is an edge inside of you that says, I explained it to you, you should get it. Right. Right. And he doesn't do that. And I and I, and I have to I have to kind of put mine down a little bit because that's one of my shadow qualities. So I got to kind of push mine back a little bit, but I find if I come with a with an, a service heart first, I can do that. I can avoid you know avoid that that edge. He seems to do it really really well and very comfortably, which I think that's a it's a it's a, a good thing for him. But um, he you know he has said that we're the last ones to get a workout in our in our business really, and and I, I tend to agree with him. Um, really quickly before we get too far too too far afield here. I want you. I know. I know you're you're kind of reluctant about this, but I would love for you to tell tell my listeners where they can get your book. Okay. Um, how else they can connect with you, and how else? And listeners, listen. Jeremy's going to tell you all the ways that you can connect with him, um, and and buy some stuff from him. I've seen his courses on Udemy. Is that how you pronounce Udemy, it? Udemy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Udemy. And some of this stuff is really great stuff. If you don't know where to go with your fitness right now. He's got some stuff up on that website that will definitely help you. And especially if you're a Christian person wondering if this whole fitness thing is for you, um, he can definitely help you. But Jeremy, please tell, tell my audience everywhere that they can connect with you and support you.
1: Okay. So uh, number one would be Jeremybelter.com on Facebook, (laughs) Jeremy Belter. Um, uh, Instagram, all the places, uh, you'll find me, Jeremy Belter, uh, Udemy, you talked about, uh, however, uh, I am, I am trying to figure out the Udemy thing, uh, it doesn't have to be through Udemy, you can, uh, find my courses, uh, you can email me at Jeremy at JeremyBelter.com, um, so I'm trying to figure out where exactly I want the courses to be. Um, If I just want them on Udemy, if I want them elsewhere. So that's kind of been a work in progress. And then my book is on Amazon. Uh, It's uh, Rise Above, Eight eight Portraits of Life Transformation. The the great thing about it is, is eight people, not just me. And I think that that's awesome. And I got to thank my friend and, and I consider him a mentor. Um, Greg Justice for helping me out with that. Uh, you can go to Scripter. Hey, I'll put a in for you too, Greg. There uh, for Scripter. Uh, he has done a. You know, he he hit the nail on the head. About ninety percent, I think he said, of fitness people and, and wellness and, and that kind of industry in general want to write a book, and it's just it's very daunting. And I don't know that I ever would have had it done. And and I I I do plan on having future books. And I do plan on having uh, specific in the future um, for Christian fathers that want to maximize their life. Because, see, here's the thing that I've noticed, if you don't mind me sharing, uh, kind of going off topic a little bit, but here's the thing I've noticed with, uh, and I can speak to this as a Christian father and an entrepreneur. Man, life can be. Do you have any kids, Phil?
0: I have two older kids, one thirty, and one. My stepson is thirty. My step. Uh, I'm sorry, my son is thirty. My stepson's thirty-two.
1: Okay, so two kids, uh, married. Uh, my mom stays with us. There's just a lot going on, and I want to help Christian men to be able to maximize their life, not just in fitness, but I think that I'm I'm equipped. Uh, I think that maybe it's my calling to be able to help these men with their faith, their fitness and really their business, all areas, and, and friendship. I mean, just friendship. Uh, somebody asked, I think it was on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is, is uh, people spend time there. Uh, and they asked about um, entrepreneurial men. It wasn't specifically for Christian. How many of you have that would you consider close friends? And And everybody's like, No, you know, we don't anymore because our lives are dedicated to supporting our family financially, being there for our kids. Uh, We got tons of other, I play softball twice a week. I still try to keep up with that. I want to stay fit myself. Other entrepreneurial activities. I mean, it ends up that they end up being good in one or two areas, but not all of them, Phil. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a mistake. And I think that that can be alleviated with some time management and a lot of planning. So I hope that was helpful. And uh, so that's something I've been working on this, this idea about legacy and legacy, like having a legendary legacy with God at the center, uh, specifically for Christian fathers.
0: So, like, so that really gives us an opportunity to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. I think men in this world right now are under attack. Um, we're, we're under attack from all sides, okay? Particularly we're under attack spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Physically, nobody's really saying you're not, you, know, you, you shouldn't be alive, but yeah, there's some people thinking that, you know what I mean? Um, the woman who the, the New York Times just hired, who basically said kill all men in a tweet, and somehow that's okay. You know, we're else supposed to say, "Oh, she was just kidding." She was. I don't. I don't care. You don't say stuff like that, right? But well, that's, yeah,
1: that's not. That's not something to joke about,
0: <laughs> right? That doesn't come out of your mouth <laughs> or, or into your Twitter feed if it wasn't in your head. Okay, so yeah. I, I kind of think that's that's a. But that we'll take that as an outlier, right? But I think, you know, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, men are under attack, and people like Jordan Peterson have talked about this, and and lots of pastors have talked about it. I would love giv- given what you're what you're you're obviously passionate about that that what you're talking about here, this, this future for you. Give me some thoughts on, on where you see the state of men right now. And we'll, and we'll talk about America because I think that's probably where all of our listeners, listeners will be. Um, what's going on for men in this country from an emotional, spiritual, and intellectual perspective as you see it?
1: Wow, I didn't know where we were going here. So that's I, didn't a either, deep... I didn't either,
0: by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a deep question. Well, I, I,
1: I hope this adds value. And uh, I do have... My opinion. Well, I, I can I can speak for myself. And something that had to, that I had to understand is uh, back to that that statement I said before. I'm not a savior. I'm a leader. That was very much a breakthrough. And um, I, I got to give credit to the Warrior Program. It's not. It's for men of all different faiths or no faith. It's it's for any type of men. Um, just so you're aware, though, I'm I personally do my best not to use a vulgarity so there is going to be some vulgarity there um in, in that in, in that program I, I, they're open about that he, he swears in all of his marketing so is that uh,
0: jesse yule's program
1: um no um the the guy and he might be part of it but um no the guy that uh, started it is um warrior warrior book um, is the name of it?
0: Okay, I know. Okay.
1: It's it's uh, slipping my mind. Okay. Right. Okay. right I
0: know who you're talking about. That's okay. Yeah, uh,
1: blonde guy. Um, yeah, so his life wasn't working, and that, that's a question that he posed to me. And I wasn't going to do it because uh, because it wasn't faith based actually. But I'm glad I did because there are a couple things that I had to realize is that my faith is about God, but the church can can co- religion and the church can cause problems. And I think that, unfortunately, and there's another book out there that a a friend of mine, Steve Payne, uh, which I I believe you know too. So Wild at Heart or something like that. And and what what it's, the point that I want to make here is that I think that we're taught to be good Christian boys. And good Christian boys means being sensitive and and not outspoken and and just listening and never doing anything wrong. Um, and what is wrong? So what ends up happening is it can lead to to being timid. And we're we're not called to be we're called to be bold. We're we're called to uh, and I'm not talking about being a jerk, but that's something that I've had to really work with because. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, psychology and personality tests, mm-hmm. but for me, I am an introvert. <laughs> I am definitely um, SC personality type uh, in terms of the disc profile. So I had to realize things that sometimes, you know, it's okay to be a little boisterous and and a little bit more assertive and things like that. And I think what has happened with men is that we have to understand that Humility does not mean that we are walked over. it means that we need to be bold and we need to be powerful and and, and powerful does not mean taking advantage of people either. I think we we get these words confused uh, or we, we put the wrong definitions. We need to be powerful, we need to be loving, but it 's okay to be assertive and so I kind of went off topic there, but this uh, man I think that I think that at times, because men and women are different, and I, don't, I, I, hope, I, I hope I'm not causing any troubles here. Um, is, this, is this group men and women? I, I'm just curious.
0: Honestly, I, I haven't seen the demographic breakdowns of, okay. my, of my listeners. And honestly, listeners, um, I'm just going to give you a heads up. You already know me. I speak my mind. Yep. Um, Jeremy's speaking his mind, and yep. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah. if we offend you, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to. Yep. I love you and good luck.
1: Okay. Fire so I think, I think that uh, some men have missed the boat and they haven't stepped up to leadership when they, when they need to. And that has caused a lot of problems. Um, and it, it's, it has nothing to do with uh, faith. I think in general, the roles have kind of changed. And I'm not talking about being equal. We are equal. Uh, but I'm talking about being different. We are different. And I think that men, we need to step up first and foremost and be leaders, step up in our marriages, uh, step up in uh, doing our best not to sin, uh, doing our best to follow, uh, to be ethical, and to um, just be leaders. And I think that because maybe men have dropped the, the ball, on being leaders that uh, women have, women have stepped up. I hope that doesn't sound uh, the roles have been reversed where I don't think that they should have. So uh, I I guess that's the best way of putting it.
0: And I think that's, I think that's very fair. I think that's very fair. Um, In case you, in case you just tuned in um, I'm speaking with Jeremy Belter, uh, who is a fitness professional and a Christian father and husband um, living in the great um, and mega- cool. that, is, that is Milwaukee, <laughs> the general Milwaukee area. Yep. Um, and I asked him to come on because, and, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, Jared, I, I, when you offered to come on, I said, I got to have him on because I know you're a man of faith and I know how important it is to you. And, and I think that we don't have enough frank discussions about that um, to, you know, to kind of take the, uh, the, the rust off of it. We need to get the rust off discussions of faith. And spirituality and, and religion and all those things because they are topics like any other topic, they just happen to be a little more personal for people. And I think that that's that's okay. Um, if we can show each other respect and 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 you know, keep it in that in that regard, so to speak. Um, you've made some really awesome points today, and I, I gotta tell you, that's uh a lot of what you said has resonated very strongly with me, and I think will with my with our listeners as well, um, because I think that you don't come to this particular podcast without a sense of wonder. Um, and a, and a desire for discovery and to learn some things and maybe hear some things you didn't expect to hear. Um, and I think that's my, kind of my goal with this and it is, it is an offbeat fitness topic. It's not, you know, it's, it's not how to, how to lose 20 pounds in 20 days. Um, I think there's 50 different podcasts that are <laughs> back title pretty much, uh, which yeah. is okay. um, but, um, so last big topic and then, and then we'll kind of close things out here a little bit. Um. What do you see as the biggest? I'll say I'll say I'll use the word problem. I hate to use, I hate to exchange the word issue for problem. What do you see as the biggest problem in the fitness industry or fitness profession right now? And side side sideball question. <laughs> Curveball. Uh,
1: well, I've thought about this a lot. I think the I think the biggest problem. Is there's man, that's a great question. There is no career path for the fitness professional. I asked that question recently on Facebook. Uh, You would think, okay, so I'll just use myself as an example. Um, It's anecdotal, it's just me, but uh, gosh, 14 years in the industry. You spend 14 years in most industries you will have a career you will be middle management you know usually at least the gyms and people said oh yeah there's plenty of careers and then I'm like well a family of four a family of two kids and uh, let 's say that let 's say that they they ha- 're the breadwinner let 's say uh, I think it 's very very difficult to to be in a gym setting and even in a studio setting. Uh, you know I know that some of the numbers out there I guess the best way of putting it the top ten percent in other professionals versus the top ten percent in the fitness industry is very different. so I think the biggest problem right now is. Because of the growth and because of that, there is no real career for fitness professionals. It's something I want to change. I don't know how to change it. I've got to figure it out for myself, not just a career, but a business. And uh, it can be very, very challenging. So uh, other than that, that goes along with it is I think that people are sold things. I think that people are sold on the quick fix. Guys, I want to tell you something for all the listeners out there. As soon as there's a quick fix that works long term, I will quit this industry immediately and move (laughs) on to something else. I promise you. uh, You have my word on that. Um, There are things that technology that help. But gosh, to do the 40-pound, I want to be able to do 10 40-pound pull-ups. There's no other way around that than to work. And I know that technology and and so many things are easy in our society. I think that's great. I think technology is great. I think it's great that we can talk now. It's easy for us to talk and communicate. That's so amazing. And if there was a magic pill or a magic solution, I would be selling that and I'm here to tell you, uh, I, I, am, I believe the magic pill is con- continuous and consistent improvements in exercise intensity, supportive nutrition, and plenty of recovery done the right way. Hey.
0: That's magic right there. That's magic. It, that's right? magic. Right. And, it really uh, is.
1: Yeah, you know, I, did, I was just talking to a client today. I'm, I'm just going to keep going on with this topic here. I was talking uh-huh. to a client today. I'm like, well, how long do you think it took me to 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 progress? And I'm not, I know I'm not saying this to to brag, but I just want people to understand when I'm talking to clients. I, I say it in humbleness. I said it's taken me 40 years. Okay, <laughs> technically not because I probably didn't start really the strength training part till 16, but it took me that amount of time to progress. And the only reason I was able to do that is because of smart training. I think that another big problem in our industry is the high intensity interval training. That's what I do. But uh, Phil, just so you know my business model, I only have people work out two to three times a week for 20 to 30 minutes. And my goal is for them to constantly improve in that 20 and 30 minutes because when I do that, my opinion, that keeps the power component there. So if you keep improving in 20 or 30 minutes, you're constantly improving power. And mm-hmm. who can improve in power? Well, everybody I believe, unless they're, uh, unless they're a college, and I don't work with any college athletes currently, so unless they're a college athlete or a professional athlete, they gotta get the foundation first, which is the high intensity interval training is very low intensity interval. Um, but over time, can you keep improving in that 30 minute window? And my, I haven't seen anybody perfect, like we were talking about before, perfect mm-hmm. that 30 minute window. So that's my business, uh, model is, and I, I've done 30 minute workouts or less they can, you know, warm up and stuff like that. But my intervals are all 20 minutes. I still use, I hope it's okay. I still use workout music, uh, music. They're all 20 minutes in, in, in time. So. Um, yeah, there are other issues uh, in, the, in the fitness industry. That could be a whole conversation. I think the last thing is, is the best and the best solutions aren't always the best marketed. <laughs> right. So I believe the best solutions are studios and personal trainers and fitness professionals, but they're not always the best marketed so they end up failing and uh or or struggling to 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 make it uh because it's amazing to me how many people how many i'll just be i'll just be straightforward gyms make it because of their culture and because of their energy but it has nothing to do with long-term progression uh, because I think in the long run, they're going to be either burnt out or injured. That's my philosophy and I'm sticking to it.
0: There you go. Uh, it's okay. Listen, I think, um, you, something you said early on in, in, in this part of the discussion, the career path, um, for fitness professionals has changed a little bit, right? So, um, when I came into the, into the business 20 years ago, it was, you either opened up a personal training studio, you worked for a big box gym. Um, or you kind of were somewhere in the middle. You were maybe a group fitness instructor doing some things. I happened to cut my teeth with, with a big box gym company that was pretty well, pretty well run. Um, I, w- I won't mention them because I don't like them anymore. Um, <laughs> 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 um, put, it, put it this way, they, um, their, their idea of a win-win was they win twice and you lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, we don't talk about them anymore. But anyway, th- but it was a good experience for me because here I was in this 20,000 square foot health club and I looked around and my first thought was I came out of a construction career where I was a sales and marketing director for years. So the idea of selling to me didn't even bother me. Like, I'm like, of course you got to sell people, right? Yep. You got to ask for money, right? And that's yep. how it works. So I looked, I looked at this thing and I saw fish in a barrel, man. Like, there's, there's clients everywhere, right? But young coaches coming in, young trainers coming in were absolutely deer in the headlights terrified how do I talk to these people? I don't know, maybe go say hello. Right. Um, so I had, you know, I had that advantage coming in and I, and I kind of viewed it differently. And I, and I, one of the questions I asked, I asked early on was why does it have to be one-on-one? Why can't I train more than one person at a time? Right. And I started pretty early on and then probably within the first two years of my, of my career, even though people were buying individual training session packages, I would train them two two or three at a time and only charge two of them. And they thought that was fantastic. And and I'm like, this is great. I'm making a ton of money and and everybody's happy. Right. Um, But I, but I was innovative. Right. And now in, in that regard, in my environment, I innovated a little bit. Now I'm not saying I was awesome. I just did this one thing that helped me leverage my time better. So leaving that environment, Later on, I thought to myself, "Okay, now what?" Right, and I and I kept I kept kind of doing that, like finding ways to put groups of people together, make it more affordable for them, but more bang for my buck with with me with time what time wise, and and I kind of feel like now that model is kind of peaked. Right, we're at that point where group training now is we've got boot camps and all this other stuff going on, but now I think what's happening is there's a convergence of that sort of traditional approach to fitness. Um, training as, as, a, as a professional right and it's kind of converging with the fitness celebrity side so now you have these people that are fitness celebrities right and there are people who that's all they are they, they, they don't know they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground pardon my, my part of my language but they, they're pretty and they can work out a lot so they film that non-stop and everybody thinks they're geniuses and then there are some and i know some of these people who they're friends of mine who are exactly what they seem to be on instagram that's okay great Exactly. They, this is their life. This is what they do, right? And, and that's fantastic. But then there's people, and, and some, a guy like Jeremy Scott comes to mind. Jeremy has a great business in Scottsdale, Arizona. He is a fantastic fitness model. He's a speaker, he's an author. He's done all the things that are available to someone like him. And I think that's where young coaches miss the boat, right? A lot of them they get started with the wrong company or they get started with the wrong organization and they sour on the work. And, and, you know, Gary Vee says this all the time. If you're not in love with the process, yeah. you're never going to see the product. It's no. just not going to happen. And, you know, I feel I feel like for me, and I've struggled, so I'm with you. I've struggled. Um, I've had times, and I, I, I won't go into it right now because it's, it's a longer story, but I've had times where I've looked at my monthly bills and went, I don't know if I'm going to make it, man.
1: Mm-hmm. I just don't know
0: if I'm going to make it. But the next morning when I got with my clients, that all went away. And that's a blessing for some of us. We have that that's it's so fulfilling for us that, that we can stop thinking about the measurables for a while, you know, and and it's a challenge and not everybody can. And in your situation, my situation are a little bit different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the, the new kid coming in is 22 years old and, and has nothing to worry about, right? No debt, no nothing. That right. kid can go to work for 10, 12 bucks an hour and cut his teeth and get and learn things and do things. Some people come out of school, they've got big college debt. They've got a, maybe they got a family, they got things going on you better find that crossroads really quick, Yeah, right? Really quick or somewhere that you can work towards that crossroads within a foreseeable amount of time. And, and I think it, it's interesting because you hit, on a, you hit on a really, really interesting point because the career path, I think the one that you and I probably were most familiar with, given your time in the, in the profession as well, that really isn't there anymore. Not, the same, way, not the same way it used to be. Right. Yeah. But if you come into that environment with a little bit of this fitness celebrity thing going on for you or you're working on it, that helps you become more valuable to that organization. You know, and, and I think that that makes a big difference. And we're doing some of that work with, with the Activate Fitness uh, community, uh, Dave and Tom and a whole bunch of us. We're, we're trying to help younger coaches, especially understand how to leverage the power of social media to become a little bit celebrity, a lot of coach and a really big benefit to people because that's the rubber meets the road when you, and you hit on it when you leave a legacy by helping people change and then they go out and they share that with people. And, and if one person changes their life because of you and then goes out and says to one person who's about to give up, don't give up. I did it. So can you, yeah. your legacy is secure. Yeah. <laughs> you may true. never know it, but your legacy is secure. So I think that's really, really important for young coaches to understand. You and I are talking about a, a career path that probably, you're probably right, probably doesn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? But there's there's something else going on, and being open to that, I think, opens up possibilities for people. Um, yeah,
1: and and I want to – that's another thing that I dislike, but I think that it leads to opportunity. I remember seeing on Instagram somebody, they have no idea what they're talking about, but uh, she had her, her, her glutes, her butt, and that was how she made, and she made all this money. Um, so I think that if you can figure out, first add value though, I, I, I dislike it when somebody's not adding value. That's mm-hmm. the part that I hate. And I think that, uh, I mean, you, you hear about it all the time, well, this celebrity said this, so I'm going to do this. It must be correct. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. How many people has that celebrity trained? Has that celebrity trained 20,000 people, one on, 20,000 training sessions one-on-one? No, not I true. have. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I guess what it is is the, 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 how the media, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's great and how social media, how it's, it's great. But at the same time, be an expert, but then utilize what they are. Let, let, let's play their own game. I, I got to figure out myself how to be a celebrity on social media so that I can help more people and take some of that market share from, yeah. And you brought up Jeremy Scott. I'll, I'll bring him up. I, I knew Jeremy um, uh, back from our Winona days. And that's, that's a great point. He has been able to make himself a celebrity on social media based upon uh based and quite honestly based upon how he looks but guess what he knows what he's doing too and that's where we have to figure out how we can make uh people in this group or people that are watching this in the the active group how they can all be celebrities to maximize their potential because that would be awesome that that's that's a great point it's something that i hate and that I dislike is that, you know, you get every celebrity, oh, yeah, they're a fitness expert or they're a nutrition expert is even worse, I think. They're a tr- nutrition expert because they did the baby food diet. Come on, people. Common sense.
0: Well, I, th- Common I, think, sense. I think you hit it on the head when you, when you said add value first. And I think that's, that's a really, if you're, if you're a young coach listening to this conversation right now. Um, something that I think both Jeremy and I have done our entire career is make sure we're adding value to people's lives, whichever path you're taking, or if you're at those crossroads and you're doing both yeah. add value first. Yeah. So we are, we are coming close to the end of our hour here together. I want to, uh, I want to just throw, um, this is, this is essentially our a happy hour episode. Uh, these go up on Friday, so I call them a the happy hour episode. So I have a, um, a bonus round question for you, and this is really simple. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to answer. Okay. Um, who is your favorite superhero and why?
1: My favorite superhero would be Superman. He's strong. He can fly. He
0: can do it all. All right, man. There you go. Simple, straightforward <laughs> answer. So, uh, Jeremy, before we before we part ways, and, and I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time today. I know you're busy. I know you've got a lot going on. Um, you're, you're a man of faith. And, and man, I, I appreciate you sharing so much of that with, with us, with my audience today. Uh, before we, we, we head out here today, um, just real quickly, give my audience again, how they yep. can get in touch with you.
1: JeremyBelter.com. You can also uh, email me, Jeremy at JeremyBelter.com. And then all over social media, just type me in Google and you'll find me, Jeremy Belter. Um, and then the last thing, if anybody local, uh, I know there's a lot, but if you're a baby boomer, if you're a retiree, baby boomer retiree, and or somebody that's been injured and just struggling with, bat, with different pains and stuff like that, I really think I'm the fitness pro for, your, for you okay so so look at me if you 're in the local area i 'm the brookfield area i 'm very hidden so I i 've been told by somebody else brookfield 's best kept secret i 'm hidden uh, in the basement but i i 'm right off of uh, Blue mound Road, so come and find me, and I will help you. Uh, If you're a baby boomer retiree or in pain uh, and you want a private setting, small groups are the biggest. I don't go larger than five. I think I'm the right guy for you locally. If you're a Christian man, I'm working on developing uh, a program that looks at legacy going backwards in time with the end in mind. Because I think because we know where we're headed, we know we're going to heaven. I think sometimes we, we, we maybe don't, push as hard as we need to on this earth. And I, am guilty of that. Uh, but I want to change that for men. And I want us to be, be, be great Christian men to be great in all those areas. So uh, look for me on Facebook so that we can stay in touch.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And again, I, I really appreciate you being on today. Um, for those of you who've been listening today, please reach out to Jeremy. Even if you just want to get to know somebody who's a quality individual, um, you want to put someone else in your circle of friends who's, who's just a great human being, uh, with an awful lot to offer. And, and, and I, again, I really thank you for being on with me today.
1: Thank you for uh, having me.
0: Uh, my pleasure. And for those of you listening, again, this has been the Four Pillar Fitness Podcast. I'm Coach Phil Houston. You can reach me at my website, coachphilhouston.com. Obviously, uh, on Instagram, also Coach Phil Houston. Um, and if you have any ideas for the show or you just want to heckle me, and give me a hard time, please feel free to reach out. Have a great day, everybody.